Hare Krishna everyone, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, The Safe Zone. Yes, here you're safe no matter what's happening, no matter what country you're in, no matter what your situation, no matter what the virus is doing, you're here, we're hearing from Srila Prabhupada together. This is the, the purpose of life, it's the meaning of life, it's the process for attaining the goal of life. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita the favorite of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur he offered us <clears throat> this wonderful glorification <clears throat> poetic glorification of this most perfect Shastra in due course Mahapralaya devastating floods will inundate the entire universe. If you attempt to survive by swimming in that deluge, then do not neglect to take hold of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Or, if you cannot hold all three, then release Bhagavad Gita. If necessary, you may also relinquish Srimad Bhagavatam. But under no circumstances release your hold on Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. For if this one book remains, then the flood can do no actual damage. Because after the flood has subsided, the message of Shastra can be revived from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita alone, it being the essence of all Shastra. Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gauda Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gauda Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gauda Bhakta Vinda Okay, Hare Krishna. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is delivering to Sanatana Goswami the complete, a complete outline of the science of devotional service. And we're in the twenty-third chapter of the Madhulila, uh, the life's ultimate goal, the love of Godhead. We're starting with text ninety-four. Now hear how the mellows appear, and how they are realized by the devotees on different transcendental platforms. For those who are completely washed of all material contamination by pure devotional service, who are always satisfied and brightly enlightened in the heart, who are always attached to understanding the transcendental meaning of Srimad Bhagavatam, who are always eager to associate with advanced devotees, whose happiness is in the service of the lotus feet of Govinda, whose happiness in the service of the lotus feet of Govinda is their very life, <clears throat> who always dis dis discharge the confidential activities of love for such advanced devotees who are by nature situated in bliss, the seed of love, Rati, is expanded in the heart by previous and current reformatory processes. Thus the mixture of ecstatic ingredients becomes tasty and being within the perception of the devotee reaches the highest platform of wonder and deep bliss what a what a translation I'm going to read this again this is such a nice translation text 95 to 98 for those who are completely washed of all material contamination by pure devotional service who are always satisfied and brightly enlightened in the heart, who are always attached to understanding the transcendental meaning of Srimad Bhagavatam, 
who are always eager to associate with advanced devotees, whose happiness in the service of the lotus feet of Govinda is their life and soul, who always discharge the confidential activities of love for such advanced devotees, who are by nature situated in bliss, the seed of love of Rati, the seed of love, Rati, is expanded in the heart by previous and current reformatory processes. Thus the mixture of ecstatic ingredients becomes tasty and being within the perception of the devotee reaches the highest platform of wonder and deep bliss. Purport These verses are found in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 2, 1, 7 through 10. Text 99 The exchange between Krishna and different devotees situated in different transcendental mellows is not to be experienced by non-devotees. Advanced devotees can understand and appreciate the different varieties of devotional service reciprocated with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 100 Non-devotees cannot understand the exchange of transcendental mellows between the devotees and the Lord. In all respects, this is very difficult to understand, but one who has dedicated everything to the lotus feet of Krishna can taste the transcendental mellows. Purport. This verse is found in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 2.5.131, text 101. This brief description is an elaboration of the ultimate goal of life. Indeed, this is the fifth and ultimate goal, which is beyond the platform of liberation. It is called Krishna Prema Dana, the treasure of love for Krishna. 102. Previously, I empowered your brother Rupa Goswami to understand these mellows. I did this while instructing him in the Dashashwameda Ghat at Prayag. 103. O Sanatan, you should broadcast the revealed scriptures of undevotional service and excavate the lost places of pilgrimage in the district of Mathura. Establish devotional service to Lord Krishna and Radharani in Vrindavan. You should also compile bhakti scriptures and preach the bhakti cult from Vrindavan. Purport Sanatan Goswami was enjoined 1. to broadcast the revealed scriptures on devotional service and establish the conclusions of devotional service. 2. to re-establish lost places of pilgrimage like Vrindavan and Radha Kund. 3. To establish the Vrindavan method of temple worship and install deities in temples. Sanatana Goswami established the modern Mohan temple and Rupa Goswami established the Govindaji temple. And 4. To enunciate the behavior of a Vaishnava as Srila Sanatana Goswami did in the Hari Bhakti Vilas. In this way, Sanatana Goswami was empowered to establish the cult of Vaishnavism. As stated by Srinivasa Acharya in the Shad Goshtamashtaka, Shad Goshtamashtaka 2, Nana Shastra Vichada Naika Nipunao Sad Dharma Sangstapakao Lokanam Hitakarinao Tribhuvane Manyao Shadanya Karao Radha Krishna Padadavinda Bhajana Nandena Matalikau Vande Rupa Sanatana Vaguyugau Shri Jiva Gopalakau I offer my respectful obeisances under the six Goswamis, namely Sri Sanatana Goswami, Sri Rupa Goswami, Sri Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, Sri Raghunath Das Goswami, Sri Jiva Goswami, and Sri Gopala Bhatta Goswami. 
who were very expert in scrutinizingly studying all the revealed scriptures with the aim of establishing eternal religious principles for the benefit of all human beings. Thus they are honored all over the three worlds and they are worth taking shelter of because they are absorbed in the mood of the gopis and are engaged in the transcendental loving service of Radha and Krishna. This Krishna consciousness movement continues the tradition of the six Goswamis, especially Srila Sanatana Goswami and Srila Rupa Goswami. Serious students of this Krishna consciousness movement must understand their great responsibility to preach the cult of Vrindavan, devotional service to the Lord, all over the world. Now We now have a nice temple in Vrindavan and serious students should take advantage of it. I am very hopeful that some of our students can take up this responsibility and render the best service to humanity by educating people in Krishna consciousness. Text 105 Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then told Sanatana Goswami about proper renunciation according to a particular situation and the Lord forbade dry renunciation and speculative knowledge in all respects. Purport This is the technique for understanding Shushka Vairagya and Yukta Vairagya. In the Bhagavad Gita 6.17 it is said, Yukta Hara Viharasya Yukta Chaitasya Karmasu Yukta Svapnabhavodas Yo Yogo Bhavadi Dukaha Yukta Svapnabhavodasya Yogo Bhavadi Dukaha He who is temperate in his habits of eating, sleeping, recreation and work can mitigate all material pains by practicing the yoga system. To broadcast the cult of Krishna consciousness, one has to learn the possibility. To broadcast the cult of Krishna consciousness, one has to learn the possibility of renunciation in terms of country, time, and candidate. A candidate for Krishna consciousness in the Western countries should be taught about renunciation of material existence, but one would but one would teach candidates from a country like India in a different way. <clears throat> the teacher, Acharya, has to consider time, candidate, and country. He must avoid the principle of Niyamagraha. That is, he should not try to perform the impossible. What is possible in one country may not be possible in another. The Acharya's duty is to accept the essence of devotional service. There may be a little change here and there as far as yukta vairagya, proper renunciation, is concerned. Dry, dry renunciation is forbidden by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And we have also learned from this from our spiritual master, His Divine Grace, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Goswami Maharaj. The essence of devotional service must be taken into consideration and not the outward paraphernalia. Sanatana Goswami wrote his Vaishnava Smriti, Hari Bhakti Vilas, which was specifically meant for India. In those days, India was more or less following the principles of Smarta Vidhi. Srila Sanatana Goswami had to keep pace with this and his Hari Bhakti Vilas was compiled with this in mind. According to Smarta Brahmanas, a person not born in a Brahmana family could not be elevated to the position of a Brahmana. Sanatana Goswami, however, says in the Hari Bhakti Vilas 2.12 that anyone can be elevated to, to the position of a Brahmana by the process of initiation. Yata kanchanatam yati kangsyam rasavidanataha tatad diksha vidanena as bell metal is turned to gold when mixed with when mixed when mixed with mercury in an alchemical process, 
so one who is properly trained and initiated by a bona fide spiritual master immediately becomes a brahmana. There is a difference between the smarta process and the Goswami process. According to the smarta process, one cannot be accepted as a brahmana unless he is born in a brahmana family. According to the Goswami process, the Hari Bhakti Vilas and the Narada Pancharatra, anyone can be a brahmana if he is properly initiated by a bona fide spiritual master. This is also the verdict of Shukadev Goswami in Srimad Bhagavatam 2.4.18. Kirata Hunandra Pulinda Pulkasha Abhira Shumba Yavana Kasadayaha Yenye Chapapa Yadupashaya Apashrayashrayaha No. Yenye Chapapa Yadapashrayashraya Sudyanti Tasmai Prabhavishnave Namaha Kiratas, Hunas, Andras, Pulindas, Pulkashas, Abhiras, Shumbas, Yavanas, and members of the Kasa races, and even others who are addicted to sinful acts, can be purified by taking shelter of the devotees of the Lord due to His being the supreme power. I beg to offer my respectful obeisances unto Him. A Vaishnava is immediately purified provided he follows the rules and regulations of his bona fide spiritual master. It is not necessary that the rules and regulations followed in India be exactly the same as those in Europe, America and other Western countries. Simply imitating without effect is called Niyamagraha. Not following the regulated principles, not following the regulated principles, but instead living extravagantly is also called Niyamagraha. The word Niyama means regulated principles and Agraha means eagerness. The word Agraha means not to accept. We should not follow regulated principles without an effect nor should we fail to accept the regulated principles. I'll read that again. The word Agraha means not to accept. We should not follow regulated principles without an effect, nor should we fail to accept the regulated principles. What is required is a special technique according to country, time and candidate. Without the sanction of the spiritual master, we should not try to imitate. This principle is recommended here. Shuksha, Vairagya, Jnana, Sabha, Nishedila. This is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's liberal, de liberal demonstration of the Bhakti cult. We should not introduce anything whimsically without the sanction of the bona fide spiritual master. In this connection, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur comments on these points by quoting two verses by Sri Rupa Goswami, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, 1, 2, 255 and 256. Ana Vishayan Yatarham Upayunjataha Nirbanda Krishna Sambande Yuktam Vairagyam Uchate Prapanchakataya Buddha Harisam Bandi Vastunaha Mamukshubi Paritjago Vairagyam Palgu Katyate When one is attached to anything but at the same time accepts everything in relation to Krishna, one is rightly situated above possessiveness. On the other hand, one who rejects everything without knowledge of its relationship to Krishna is not as complete in his renunciation. To preach the bhakti cult, one should seriously consider these verses. Text 106-107 One who is not envious, but is a kind friend to all living entities, who does not think himself a proprietor and is free from false ego, who is equal 
in both happiness and distress, who is always satisfied, forgiving and self-controlled, and who is engaged in devotional service with determination, his mind and intelligence dedicated to me. Such a devotee of mine is very dear to me. Purport One should not be jealous of members of other castes or nations. <clears throat> it is not that only Indians or Brahmanas can become Vaishnavas. Anyone can become a Vaishnava. Therefore, one should recognize that the Bhakti cult must be spread all over the world. That is real Advaita. Moreover, the word Maitra, friendly, indicates that one who was able to preach the bhakti cult all over the world should be equally friendly to everyone. These two and the following six verses were spoken by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 12, text 13 through 20. It's so nice how he, Krishna does Kaviraj Goswami put all of these verses in there. Lord Chaitanya spoke them. Text 108 He by whom no one is put into difficulty or anxiety and who is not disturbed by anyone who is liberated from jubilation, anger, fear and anxiety is very dear to me. A devotee who is not dependent on others but is dependent solely on me who is clean inwardly and outwardly, who is expert, indifferent to material things, without cares and free from all pains, and who rejects all pious and impious activities, is very dear to me. PURPORT The word anapeksha means that one should not be concerned with mundane people and should not depend upon them. One should depend solely on the Supreme Personality of Godhead and be free from material desires. One should also be clean within and without. To be outwardly clean, one should regularly bathe with soap and oil and to be inwardly clean, one should always be absorbed in thoughts of Krishna. The words Sarvaramba Parityagi indicate that one should not be interested in the so-called Smartavidhi of pious and impious activities. Text 110 One who is free of all material jubilation, hatred, lamentation and desire, who renounces both materially auspicious and materially inauspicious things, and who is devoted to me, is very dear to me. 112. One who was equal to friends and enemies, who was equipoised in honor and dishonor, heat and cold, happiness and distress, fame and infamy, who was always free from attachment to material things and always grave and satisfied in all circumstances, who doesn't care for any residence and who was always fixed in devotional service, such a person is very dear to me. 113. Devotees who follow this imperishable devotees who follow these imperishable religious principles of Krishna consciousness with great faith and devotion, fully accepting me as the supreme goal, are very, very dear to me. Text 114. Are there no torn clothes? lying on the common road? Do the trees which exist for maintaining others no longer give alms and charity? Do the rivers being dried up no longer supply water to the thirsty? Are the caves of the mountains now closed? Or above all, does the unconquerable Supreme Personality of Godhead not protect the fully surrendered souls? Why then should learned persons like devotees go to flatter those who are intoxicated 
by hard-earned wealth. Purport. This is a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam 2.2.5. In this verse, Shukadeva Goswami advises Maharaj Pariksit that, that, that a devotee should be independent in all circumstances. The body can be maintained with no problem if one follows the instructions given in this verse. To maintain the body we require shelter, food, water and clothing and all these necessities can be obtained without approaching puffed up rich men. One can collect old garments that have been thrown out. One can eat fruits offered by the trees. One can drink water from the rivers. One can live within the caves of mountains. By nature's arrangements, shelter, clothing and food are supplied to the devotee who is completely surrendered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Such a devotee does not need a puffed-up, materialistic person to maintain him. In other words, devotional service can be discharged in any condition. This is the version of Srimad Bhagavatam 1-2-6 Savai pung sang pado dharmo yato bhaktir adhoksaje Ahai tuki apritiyata yayatma supersedesi. The supreme occupation, Dharma, <clears throat> for all humanity is that by which men can attain to loving devotional service unto the transcendent Lord. Such devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted in order to completely satisfy the self. This verse explains that devotional service cannot be checked by any material condition. Text 115 Thereafter, Sanatana Goswami inquired from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu about all the conclusive statements concerning devotional service and the Lord very vividly explained all the confidential meanings of Srimad Bhagavatam. 116 In the revealed scripture, Harivangsha, there is a description of Goloka Vrindavan, the planet where Lord Sri Krishna eternally resides. This information was given to King Indra when he surrendered to Krishna and offered prayers after Krishna had raised Govardhan Hill. Purport In the Vedic scripture Harivangsha, Vishnu Parva, chapter 19, there is the following description of Goloka Vrindavan. When the king of heaven Indra surrendered to Krishna after Krishna had raised Govardhan Hill, Lord Indra stated that above the planetary systems wherein human beings reside is the sky where birds fly. Above the sky is the sun and its orbit. This is the entrance to the heavenly planets. Above the heavenly planets are other planets up to Ramaloka where those advancing in spiritual knowledge reside. The planets up to Brahmaloka are part of the material world, Devidam. Because the material world is under the control of Devi, Durga, it is called Devidam. Above Devidam is a place where Lord Shiva and his wife Uma reside. Those brightened by spiritual knowledge and liberated from material contamination reside in that Shivaloka. <clears throat> Beyond that planetary system is the spiritual world where there are planets called Vaikuntalokas. Goloka Vrindavan is, is situated above all the Vaikuntalokas. Goloka Vrindavan is the kingdom of Srimati Radharani and the parents of Krishna, Maharaj Nanda and Mother Yashoda. In this way, there are various planetary systems and they are all creations of the Supreme Lord. As stated in the Brahma Sangita 5.43 Goloka namni nijadamni chatasya Devi mahesha haridama sute shuteshu Te te pravava nichaya bihitas chayena Govindam adipurusham tamaham vijami Below the planet named Goloka Vrindavan are the planets known as Devi Dham, Mahesh Dham, 
and Haridam. These are opulent in different ways. They are managed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Govinda, the original Lord. I offer my obeisances unto Him. Thus, Goloka Vrindavan Dam is situated above the Vaikuntha planets. The spiritual sky containing all the Vaikuntha planets is very small compared to Goloka Vrindavan Dam. The space occupied by Go Oh, my dear Giriraj Swami, I'm right in the middle of my daily readings, which will be finished, which will be finished, which will be finished in just 20 minutes. Thank you very much. You're looking extraordinary today. Hare Krishna. 20, call you in 20 minutes. Hare Bo. That was my dear friend, one of my dearest friends, Giridaj Swami. How lucky is that? Okay, where were we? I'll start from the beginning of the paragraph. Uh, this means I have to finish by oh, 8 o'clock, 8.10, no later. Okay, we're back to text 116 purport. Thus, Goloka Vrindavan Dham is situated above the Vaikuntha planets. The spiritual sky containing all the Vaikuntha planets is very small compared to Goloka Vrindavan Dham. The space occupied by Goloka Vrindavan Dham is called Mahakash, or the greatest sky of all. Lord Indra said, we asked, we asked Lord Brahma about your eternal planet, but we could not understand it. Those fruitive actors who have controlled their senses and mind with pious activities can be elevated to the heavenly planets. Pure devotees <clears throat> who are always engaged in Lord Narayana's service are promoted to the Vaikuntha Lokas. However, my Lord Krishna, your Goloka Vrindavan Dham is very difficult to attain. Yet both you and that supreme planetary system have descended here upon this earth. Unfortunately, I have disturbed you by my misdeeds and that was due to my foolishness. I am therefore trying to satisfy you by my prayers. Sri Nilakanta confirms the existence of Goloka Vrindavan Dham by quoting the Rig Sangita, Rig Veda, 154, 6, Ta Van no. Tam ta van vastuni ushamasi gamadhyay yatra gavo buri shringa ayashaha atraha tad uruga yasya krishna paramam padam avabhati buri. We wish to go to your Radha's and Krishna's beautiful houses about which cows with large excellent horns are wandering yet distinctly shining on this earth is that supreme abode of yours that showers joy on all O Urugaya Krishna who is much praised text 117 and 118 Illusory stories opposed to the conclusions of Krishna consciousness concern the destruction of the Yadu dynasty, Krishna's disappearance, the story that Krishna and Balaram arise from a black hair and a white hair of Chirudakashai Vishnu, and the story about the kidnapping of the queens. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained to Sanatana Goswami the proper conclusions of these stories. Purport Due to envy, many asuras 
describe Krishna to be like a black crow or an incarnation of a hare. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Sanatana Goswami how to counteract all these asuric explanations of Krishna. The word kaka means crow and kesha means hare. The asuras describe Krishna as an incarnation of a crow, an incarnation of a shudra, a blackish tribe, and, in, and an incarnation of a hare, not knowing that the word kesha means ka, isha, and that ka means Lord Brahma, and isha means Lord. Thus the word kesha indicates that Krishna is the Lord of Lord Brahma. Some of Lord Krishna's pastimes are mentioned in the Mahabharata as Maushalalila. These include the stories of the destruction of the Yadu dynasty, Krishna's disappearance, his being pierced by a hunter's arrow, the story of Krishna's being an incarnation of a piece of hair, Kesha Avatara, as well as Mahishi Harana, the kidnapping of Krishna's queens. Actually, these are not factual, but are related for the bewilderment of the Asuras, who want to prove that Krishna is an ordinary human being. They are false in the sense that these pastimes are not eternal, nor are they transcendental or spiritual. There are many people who are by nature averse to the supremacy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vishnu. Such people are called Asuras. They have, mistakenly, they have mistaken ideas about Krishna. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, the Asuras are given a chance to forget Krishna more and more, birth after birth. Thus, they make their appearance in a family of Asuras and continue this process, being kept in bewilderment about Krishna. Asuras, Asuras, in the dress of sannyasis, whoa, even explain the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam in different ways according to their own imaginations. They can't, they, thus they continue to remain asuras, birth after birth. As far as the Kesha avatar, incarnation of a hare is concerned, it is mentioned in Srimad Bhagavatam 2.7. 26. The Vishnu Purana also states, Ujjaharatmana Keshau Sita Krishna Mahabala. Similarly, as it is stated in Mahabharata, Adi Parva, 189, 31, and 32. Sachapi Keshau Harir Uchakarta. Ekam shuklam apadam chapi krishnam tau chapi keshau avishatam yadunam kulestriyau rohinim devakim cha tayor eko balabadro babuva yo sao shvestas tasya devasya keshaha krishna dvitiya keshavak sambhavo sambhava sambhavu Va Keshak Yosau Varnatak Krishna Uktaha. Thus, in Srimad Bhagavatam, the Vishnu Purana, and the Mahabharata, there are different references to Krishna and Balaram being incarnations of a black hair and a white hair, respectively. It is stated that Lord Vishnu snatched two hairs, one white and one black, from his head. These two hairs entered the wombs of Rohini and Devaki, members of the Yadu dynasty. Balaram was born from Rohini and Krishna was born of Devaki. Thus Balaram appeared from the first hair and Krishna appeared from the second hair. It was also foretold that all the Asuras, who were enemies of the demigods, would be cut down by Lord Vishnu by his white and black plenary expansions and that the Supreme Personality of Godhead would appear and perform wonderful activities. In this connection, one should see the Lagu Bhagavatamrita, 
the chapter called Krishnamrita, verses 156 through 164. Srila Rupa Goswami has refuted this argument about the hair incarnation and his refutation is supported by Sri Baladev Vidyabhushana's commentaries. This matter is further discussed in the Krishna Sandarbha 29 and in the commentary known as Sarva Sambhadini by Srila Jiva Goswami. And I will stop here because I have a very important conversation that I have to have with uh, Girida Swami and he's very busy and he just called me and I told him I would call him in 15 or 20 minutes, 10 or 20 minutes. So I would like to stop the readings today and ask if there's any uh, reflections or comments or discussions from the exalted saints who are out there in cyberspace listening. Hare Krishna. Here from Radhisham. Hey Radhisham, Hare Krishna. He says, Dear Keshava Bharti Goswami Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books and explanations. You might recall that you kindly gave me second initiation in November 2005 on behalf of Hidayananda Goswami. At that time, I was translating Srila Prabhupada's books into Kazakh in Sriman Gopi Pranadana Prabhu's Govardhan school. There's a question. He says, I remember that very well, Radhisham. He says, What is the more accurate meaning of Shanta defined as passive awe and reverence, neutral or marginal stage, and so on? Well, um, I mean, we heard about this a little bit in depth in uh, previous verses over the last oh, two or three days. Um, you're, you're asking me what is the, the, most, the more accurate translations of that word? Um, well, it's a little above my depth. I wish I had Gopi Brandadana Prabhu here to, uh, <laughs> to consult. But basically, um, Shanta means peaceful. Uh, Shanta and Shanti are related. And it means a state of equilibrium. A uh, person in the Shantarasa is in, is in equilibrium. He's not affected by the material existence, by the modes of material nature. And because of that neutrality, he gets a perception of the Supreme Lord. But that perception is one of uh, generally one of appreciation. And sometimes he may see the super soul in the heart and worship the, the, that, that form. Or sometimes in the spiritual world, the forms. <clears throat> Uh, that are passive but at the same time they serve such as a, 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 a seat that are sitting on the grass or some other living being that flowers uh, trees 
bodies of water. Sometimes these are considered to be uh, in the Shanta. Sometimes in Goloka Vrindavan it's a little different because in Goloka Vrindavan, because of Radha and Krishna's presence, their combination uh, causes such an ecstatic atmosphere that all the living beings, what, whatever the rasa they're in, they they taste that sweetness, and therefore uh, samacharyas don't classify or consider that the shanta rasa exists in Goloka Vrindavan. But there are others who have that opinion, so we shouldn't. Uh, argue or try to pin down you know uh, the d definitions of these terms in such a way that it will uh, restrict uh, the Acharya's comments commentaries sometimes the commentaries aren't uh, don't exactly agree with one another sometimes it's because they have a little different relationship with Krishna. So many, there's so many reasons. Anyway, that's about as far as I can take it at the moment, because I'm a little pressed for time, because I have to call Giriraj Swami, and uh, also I would have to do some research. There, there, there was some more uh, explanation for the Shantaras a few days ago. We we read. I don't remember exactly what verses they were. I would have to look it up. Anyway, I know you, Radhisham. You're a scholar, so you can look it up and read those. And then, if you still don't understand, get back to me. Hare Krishna. There are quite a few comments, but uh, let's go as far as possible. Yeah, five minutes. Anybody that I don't get to today, please forgive me. Is from Braj Balaba. Hare Krishna Braj. He says, In hearing these descriptions, I have to believe Prabhupada was experiencing many of these mellows. Has it been documented? No, he doesn't reveal those, and we should not speculate on them. He didn't reveal what his rasa was. Of course, he was experiencing, you know, transcendental emotions and. Uh, and such, but he taught us also not to imitate, not to try to imitate while we're in a material body, you know, those kinds of uh, symptoms. Although they are there, and sometimes Prabhupada did exhibit a little, sometimes he let something slip and he would become stunned, for example, a couple of times. I was there twice when that happened, one in Chicago and another in. Uh, New York, when he actually, and there was another time in Atlanta, Georgia, when he was glorifying Gorni Thai deities, how beautiful they were, then he went into a kind of a state, and he was crying, and the atmosphere changed in the room, and uh, everyone was like, it happened once in Mayapur, also, so no, it's not documented. I mean, it, it, it's, it's documented in the sense that there are devotees who are present and sometimes describe what they were feeling, you know, while Prabhupada was in the, that state. I think all of us who saw Prabhupada, you know, were transported into a different realm. And sometimes people who are brand new to our movement now, when they come in contact with some of the more advanced devotees of our movement, they also feel, you know, a change. They feel a different atmosphere and they feel uh, what's the word it's called shadow attachment they feel the kind of attachment for Krishna that doesn't come from them but actually comes from the heart of the devotee that they're uh, you know have just come into contact with so uh, yeah there's there's a there's a big topic but we'll have to go into it later I don't have time now Hare Krishna Krishna Premavati Devi Dasi just quoted this. It says, Educating people in Krishna consciousness is the best service to humanity. Yes. And this marathon 
uh, exemplifies that. We should we should all try our best to distribute Prabhupada's books from wherever we are. It's difficult now with the pandemic, but devotees are very resourceful, and Krishna is is empowering them. We can do it in our, even in our ordinary business. The other day, I ordered. I had to get a different uh, internet connection because the other one was too slow, so and, and and not quite reliable. So there was this one lady on the phone. I called up to to order it. She was a very nice person. So I just kind of, I I told her, afterwards, can I give you a present? And she said, sure. I like presents. And so afterwards, I told her I was going to give her a mantra. Have you ever heard of a mantra? And she said, no, I never heard of a mantra. And then I had her chant the Hare Krishna Ma Mantra, and I had her write it down, and then I gave her the name of the the uh, science of self-realization that she should read, and she was very enthusiastic. She said, yes, I'll look this up on the Internet, I'll download it, and I'll read it right away. So even when we're doing our ordinary business, there are always opportunities. Maybe not all the time, but sometimes. More times than we would imagine. Especially now, in this pandemic, people are... I, I talked to... Uh, oh yeah, just was it just yesterday? That... Uh, no, I'm trying to remember who I heard it from. Yes, it was yesterday. It was one of the... Maybe it was Ben from Wales. He was talking how he, how he met some very nice people. No, it was, it was Rati Manjari. It was Rati Manjari and she, she was meeting very nice people when she went in Amsterdam and, and exclaiming how... Because how, she used to distribute before, many, many years ago, she used to distribute books. And now she says the, the, the field is, is like fresh because not that many books have been distributed in that, that, that place at that time in that in that place and now people are fresh and they're inquisitive and they're open more so now after the pandemic so yes education is the best service spiritual education is the best service because everyone is clueless <laughs> about anything spiritual Okay, I have to go now. I, I really apologize because I couldn't get to all the comments today and all, all the questions. But you'll all forgive me, I'm sure, because it's a pretty important topic that I have to speak to Giriraj Swami about. He wrote me a letter and I need to respond. So, Hare Krishna, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai, Samabeda Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai, all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees who are hearing daily the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same subject. Hare Krishna from the Haven. <laughs>